Hello, BlizzCon, let's talk. Hi. No, sorry. Sorry. It was just a lot. Uh, I'm Matt. This is the Blizzard Watch podcast. Uh, with me are Joe and, and Liz, uh, the two magnificent people who helped me do this podcast and, and in fact, make it happen. Uh, say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi. And uh, yeah, uh, as I kind of pointed out in my little, whatever that was, my, my, my quick fit there, uh, BlizzCon was a very interesting experience this 2023. Um, it was the first live BlizzCon in quite some time. I think since 2020, right? Four years. Yeah, so four years since since 2019. Okay. Yep. Um, and uh, as we just we did a BlizzCon wrap up the night it ended, and I don't want to rehash too much what we talked about there, but I will say yes. that when you actually sit down and look at what was revealed and what we know is coming, there was actually a lot there. It just it's it, a lot of it wasn't as deep as we might have wanted. Our, our BlizzCon, we usually do a BlizzCon post-show podcast, like, right after it wraps, and it's always kind of manic, because we've spent two days doing nothing but BlizzCon and absorbing BlizzCon, and our brains have sort of, like, melted into goo by that point. Oh, that so, implies my brain wasn't already. I, I was going to uh, say, same, listen, same. some of us are 98% goo at this point. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a lot, and... and but also, like Matt said, it was, I don't want to call it shallow, but I can't really think of a better word for it. Um, it was, there broad. wasn't a whole lot. Of, it was broad. It was broad, not deep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you want to start, Matt? Like, we have so much we can talk about. Uh, I actually want to start talking about Warcraft Rumble because I okay. like to be confusing. Okay. Um, also, because I'm sorry, back in, this is years and years and years ago. I think it might be so far back that it was before the first BlizzCon even, there was an April Fool's joke about Blizzard making an 8-bit World World of Warcraft (laughs) molten core. Mm -hmm. And it was basically just little pixelates. This won't be that, but it totally reminded me of it. Um, There's just this fun spirit of taking molten core and making it, like, poking fun at it while also celebrating it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't feel bad it doesn't feel like it's mocking it it just feels like you know hey remember this isn't this fun and i like that aspect of it and also i was i'm still like putting getting my head wrapped around warcraft rumble because i mean you know there's no it's not it's not like any other game blizzard is currently making and that's why it kind of interests me that they're doing raids and raids feel more like pokemon go you know, and even Pokemon Go raids, I think, are actually much bigger than the raids are going to be in Warcraft Rumble. Liz, uh, I know you play, at least to some uh, degree. Yes, I think raids are going to be two people, and you have to be in a guild, so it's, like, really small. It's not big group content, it's, like, co-op. Mm-hmm. But it does, like, still, it still does kind of have that feeling of you bringing the army that you've been building as you kind of mm-hmm. go through. Because this is kind of a strange hybrid of tower defense and... I don't know if what, if you'd say battlegrounds, but it kind of has that feel of sort of like a tower defense battlegrounds type comp- com- combination. Yeah, so. yeah, like tower defense and also kind of the Pokemon gotta catch them all, gotta level them all up kind of thing. Yeah, and and also a little bit like an auto battler because you know you put your minions down on the board and they walk a certain direction, and when they beat things, they hit them, and that's kind of it. You place your things on the board, and they go. Yeah, so there's. So the raid component is, of course, not going to be, you know, I can't even imagine what a 40 person, <laughs> you know, like this kind of game, you, you just, I'd be like literally Lovecraftian in terms of insanity. But yeah, it is interesting. And I love that they're 
since you build your own little themed armies and you don't have to build them to any specific theme, but you can't, mm-hmm. I think it's like the one I remember really strongly was the undead one. Um, mm-hmm. so, well, you can get leaders that may provide buffs for certain things like uh, Karn Bloodhoof. If you have him as your leader, he gives every horde, uh, every horde minion in your group like plus 20% health, I think. So it's like if you're running him, you want to pull out horde minions only because they'll all yeah. get a really big health health boost. And yeah, this is not leaders. the time for your got for your, your gnome army. No. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a different leader for that. This one you want to go all horde. So I I I mean it just depends on your composition. Some compositions are gonna benefit from having all sorts of different you know, beasts and undead and different things that are good at different things. But uh, some of them you really want to focus on one dominion type. And it's it's interesting to play with all the combinations. Also interesting to see all the original Molten Core bosses in this Warcraft Rumble style. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ragnaros, I've seen him chibified before. I wasn't that surprised. But th- looking back and there's Gar. <laughs> there's Gar in the back, all swirly rocks going, Hi, guys. I'm going to smash you with my rocket fists. Or, you know... Um, Oh god, I can't remember his name. Majidomo. Executus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Executus, and you know, Executus is gonna be like, Oh, I didn't mean to let them in, my lord. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, it's just, I'm just like loving the idea of, of cute, cartoony, molten core. Um, I honestly want them to do an animated children's show about it now. <laughs> um, as, lunatic, as lunatic as that is. But, you know, just, I don't know. I, I just wanted to mention it because it's up there. It's happening. It's easy to explain. And some of the stuff isn't. Uh, and it's also just fun because literally Warcraft Rumble came out at the con. It was like the day of the convention. Warcraft Rumble was released worldwide. And now there's going to be like essentially this big deal change to the game. And I just like I just like this. I like this idea. I like that they're doing this. So yeah. Um, since as I someone who actually used to play it more, you if you have anything to add, go for it. I do just want to say that Molten Core is not in the game yet, and there is not a release date for it that I have heard. But uh, look for it in the future. Right now there is. The Anixia raid, so you can go uh, try your hand against uh, one of Warcraft's most famous dragons. Yeah, we used to do the Anixia a lot when we were doing Molten Core, and it was weird because mm-hmm. she dropped she dropped the hat for the next set, the set that wasn't in Molten mm-hmm. Core. <laughs> so you could get the pants off Ragnaros, and you could get the hat off Anixia. So everyone was wandering around with a hat and pants and nothing else. Well, we got another <laughs> other gear on; it just wasn't part of that set. Mm mismatched the the classic classic experience would be wearing horribly mismatched armor all the time oh yes all the clown the suits time. the clown suits mm. i've not forgotten but yeah uh that's pretty cool um hearthstone's got some good news too i want to talk first about the new battlegrounds game mode um this is like two players versus the battlegrounds right it's not like against each other it's not like you know because that the because hearthstone already has a that it's yeah yeah um so battlegrounds is you know an auto battler it's 
eight players and, you know, you face off against your fellow players until everyone is dead, except you. Hopefully, except you. And uh, in Hearthstone Battlegrounds Duos, which is coming out later, later at a later date, um, you will team up with another player and you will play Battlegrounds as a as a cooperative team. It's It's kind of the same and kind of different. You're both playing your own heroes. But you can do things like pass cards back and forth or, you know, so you can or, you know, strategize like, hey, give me that card. I would that card's going to be really good for me or, you know, so you can do different strategies that you can only do with another player. And there are some heroes that are going to work really well in this way. Some, so you can get weird combinations of heroes. They're adding a new hero, Chogal who is actually two heroes, Cho and Gaul. And if you play one of them, your partner has to play the other one. And you just get, you get all sorts of crazy combinations. That's, that, that's a holdover uh-huh. from Heroes of the Storm. Because uh-huh. yep. yeah, he- Heroes of the Storm was a, a, a tandem a tandem hero for Cho Gaul. I mean, you can only play Cho Gaul as two people, but also one yes. person. That's, how could you have Cho Gaul in any game in any other way? Yeah. So... Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, you know, Battlegrounds has that standard seasonal rotation. And every season they kind of mix things up. But it's, it's, you know, it's always the same game. So I'm looking forward to seeing something, you know, different, new. Yeah, speaking of different, new, next week as we're recording this, <laughs> uh, Shadow of the Badlands is going to be out. That's the um, next expansion for Hearthstone. It is next week, right? It's it is next week, uh, Showdown in the Badlands. Showdown. Showdown, I thought it was Shadow. My bad. Uh, uh, Showdown, in the, it makes more sense. Showdown in the Badlands <laughs> makes more sense. But uh, I was reading through the post on it, and I saw the card named Trolley Problem. <laughs> and I was immediately just <laughs> smitten. I'm like, they got a card named Trolley Problem. And, and there actually is a trolley on the card, and people get run over mm-hmm. by it. This is just mm-hmm. perfect. So this is the one where they kind of have the weird, they're going to have the stories for Reno and uh, Lisa Starseeker. Is that what I'm correct on that? Um, yes, I mean, they're kind of, uh, you've kind of got, uh, this overall theme of you're in the Badlands and people are prospecting and other people are trying to stop the prospectors from destroying the planet and things like that. And Reno and Elise are on the side trying to stop the prospectors, but you can play on either side. Different heroes are assigned to one side or the other. And, uh, you know, prospectors can have abilities that let you excavate and like dig for treasure. So you can play one of these cards and you excavate a treasure. And the next time you play it, you excavate a better treasure. And uh, on the other side of thing, you get a singleton decks, which is a deck where you have no duplicate cards and you have some, you know, extra abilities. Some cards do extra cool things because you don't have any duplicates. So it's kind of, Different classes are going to have different play styles. And uh, they brought this up at BlizzCon, but it's like they didn't really tell us anything new about it at BlizzCon. It's just like, oh, hey, this is coming out next week. Here are a few cards you didn't know about. But it, it's one of the things that felt weird about BlizzCon is we saw a lot of things in the spotlight that were maybe not very big news or were news that we already knew about. And uh, Hearthstone Showdown in the Badlands was one of those because we did know most of this already. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I just, I was actually pretty excited to see it just because of the news story. Yeah, uh, the, and I just, I just hate that Hearthstone has such cool stories and you get so little of them in game. They, uh, the trailer for Showdown in the Badlands is this really cool thing about 
Reno and Elise fighting off evil and Reno has like the bandana over his face, you know, classic outlaw style. But it has his mustache and beard on it. Yeah. Yes, his bandana has his mustache on it. It's so great. Hearthstone can be so funny and so creative. But you don't get you don't get a lot of that in the gameplay. You don't get a lot of story. And I wish there was more because they've got such great ideas. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for that matter, we used to talk a lot about how we wish they would do some of this in WoW. Yeah. But um, that moves us on to the game that Joe is playing more than the rest of us and that I can't play it. Um, Overwatch 2. Uh, we've got a new hero coming for Overwatch 2 named, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Mauga? Mauga? Mauga. Mauga, okay. And uh, as I said in the email, he's legally distinct from Maui from Moana, and even if he wasn't, <laughs> Disney doesn't own Polynesian myth. So, yeah. He wields two chain guns. I'm sorry, dude. I'm, I was like, I was losing it watching that. I'm like, this is like, <laughs> this is this is what I would have done in Star Wars The Old Republic if they would have let me. If they would have let me done this in Fallout 4, I don't think I'd ever have stopped playing it. It's Titan grips for big guns. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I was just like, ah, I, I almost want to try to play Overwatch just to get to play this guy, even though I know that I'll get so motion sick that I won't even be able to move in like half an hour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, ooh, ooh, that, and and quite frankly, I like the whole idea of the enormous tank character with two massive guns. Just it's <laughs> why why had no one thought of this before? I'm sure someone had. Yeah, but um, since you play Overwatch a lot more than, than us, what do you think about him? Have you gotten a chance to look at him at all, Joe? Uh, I've gotten to look at him. I didn't get to play him. He was available during the BlizzCon weekend for players to try and then promptly taken away after the weekend was over so that you can mm-hmm. wait and uh, for him to be available uh, during the next uh, Battle Pass cycle because that's what they always do now is try to... Try and do, uh, I'm going to sound kind of salty about this and I'm sorry. Um, but like, he's ready to go. Just put him in the game. Like I, I miss that's one thing. Like, he looks cool. He plays fun. He's a cool addition to the game. He's a giant guy with an unstoppable charge. He can boop enemies back. Uh, very similar to how like, uh, Lucio can can bot people around or or you can run into them with diva. Like he's got a lot of cool stuff in his kit and he's just, fun he's fun to play um but then you gotta wait for the next battle pass to be available in order to get him and then he won't be available unless you complete the battle pass or get to that level with it Mm -hmm. or buy him and it's like i miss the days when overwatch is like here's a new champion and by the way it's available go play like when anna was released or all those other ones and it just thinks it's a really cool concept like it's a really cool hero so sorry i got i got salty and preachy for a moment there Okay, let's now talk about Clash Mode. So perhaps Joe will get to do it again. Because I I didn't know... I don't really understand what Clash Mode is. Aren't we already clashing? Like, what, what is this? So Clash Mode is kind of like tug of war meets point capture. So it's five points in a row uh, where basically in a straight line. So you have points A through E, so to speak. Um you can only have one, only one capture point is unlocked at a time. And it always starts with a capture point in the center. Um, they basically, you have to stand on it like any other capture point uh, that you would in any of the assault maps, which are frequently called uh, two control points or TCP uh, maps and have been for a while. They're the ones where uh, you bop around and you, you go. And then if you get that one, you go to another one. And if you don't get that one, you go to a third one. Uh, and then there's, 
ones that sort of there's a new one that just like bops around all over the place this is all a linear line it's cool but also just more of the same like i don't under i, I guess i just don't understand uh the appeal of having a five capture point map in a straight line so uh i don't know i don't really know what else to add to it like i as much as i am enjoying it it's it's just nothing special so okay I will. Uh, I I do want to add. Mauga is coming to the game December fifth. So soon. Is that the next season? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yep. Oh, okay. yes, December fifth, and uh, we do not know when Clash Mode is going to be live. Interesting. Okay. Um, there is a ton to talk about on the bigger games, and I'm, you shouldn't call them bigger games. It's really weird to call them bigger games when Overwatch <laughs> two t- dominated half of the convention. Older games. Yeah, older games, although <laughs> I guess Diablo 4 really isn't older, but it, the Diablo franchises, whatever. We're going to start with Diablo just because there is less to talk about there, and that way we can spend a solid however much is left of the show afterwards talking about World of Warcraft because we're going to be. Um, the first thing I'm going to mention is Vessel of Hatred was announced for, and I quote, late 2024. That's all we know about the release date, guys. Mm-hmm. I cannot give you any more information. On it. I have had people... Up in my grill, people I that just know that I that I write for the site, like people around me in town, people my my <laughs> wife's my wife's coworkers, my mother-in-law's coworkers, asking me when Vessel of Hatred will be out, as if I somehow know. And I'm like, guys, I don't know. They have not announced anything. I'm calling September. <laughs> September makes sense, but it's not. I don't know. I, I'm, I can't, I'm just doing it now so I can try to claim another victory point next year. <laughs> But regardless of what when it comes out, what we know about it is that we're going to Nahantu, which is the place that used to be called Torajan, but there's a real Torajan people, and they consulted with them, and they were like, you know, they, they didn't want to associate the Turan, the, the actual Torajan people with their game about horrible demon bloodlust and all that. Uh, they th- figured now was the time to move away from a real place. And so th- they've basically come up with what I thought was a pretty good way to do that, where they didn't just have to change the name to a different one and pretend they never happened. Tarajan is the name people from outside call it because of the town that's there. But the people who live there call it Nahantu. And that's something that happens in real in the real world all the time. Mm-hmm. Right now, India is thinking about going back, sort of using a name that it uses internally and telling the world, no, don't call us India anymore. Just, just call us Bharat. And that's the kind of thing that, that happens in the real world all the time. So I thought it was really an interesting and fun thing to do here. Uh, but the point of going there is that uh, Nahantu is the border country, region, whatever you want to call it, of Karast, which was the previous capital of Kegistan before the events of Diablo 2. And in Diablo 2, if you remember playing it, you go to Karast and make your way across the bridge into the jungle to the holy city of Trevenkal, which is the which was the seat of power of the Zakarum faith. And Diablo 2 is the game where we find out that Mephisto has been squatting there, corrupting the, the Zakarum faith for like a hundred and something years. And so Vessel of Hatred is the expansion where we find out what Nayrel has been doing with the Mephisto Soulstone this whole time. Or at least we follow her track as she goes into Nahantu and head, seems to be heading for Travancall. We know that you, one of the things they said at a panel was that we're going to go into Travancall, into the, the very Soulstone chamber where they tried to hold Mephisto's Soulstone. So we're going to at least be seeing the effects of Mephisto's growing power 
because Nairel is not able to contain him, just like nobody else has been able to contain a single demon who's ever gone in the Soul Stone, ever, for any length of time. They're a terrible idea, guys. you got to come up with something else. Uh, but regardless, so that's all happening. I know, Joe, you played a ton of Diablo 2, and I'm pretty sure Liz did too. So I'm going to throw it over to you to talk about what you feel about this revelation, and then Liz can t- pick up from it. I'm just happy to be going back somewhere that's not like just dusty, sandy color. Like, to be perfectly honest, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the the roundup, and, uh, you know, it's relevant, so I'll bring it up again. Diablo 4 is absolutely gorgeous. The problem is the regions that we go in tend to be very washed out because that's just the environment that we're in. The sands are very high contrast. The swamp tends to be very gray. Like, it's just the nature of where we are in the world. Going back to... Uh, you know, where it's more lush, has more vibrant life potentially, has the possibility of having way more varied color palettes on the screen, excites me. Uh, mm. I don't need to have everything be grim dark all the time, and having a little bit of a uh, little bit of pops of color in my uh, demon infested world is gonna do well for my soul. Um, I also like the idea that what we're doing there, right? We're we're following in Narel's uh path. We knew that we were gonna go after her. Uh, you know, spoilers if you haven't beaten the main campaign, but I think it's I think that's safe by now to talk about. I mean, they talked about it at BlizzCon, so it's yeah, not yeah. a secret anymore. Yeah. Um. You essentially, we're going to be finding what she did, going going in her her path, and the idea of going to the original Soulstone Chamber where Mephisto was first can't can't contained. Uh, back way 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 before Diablo ever started is a really cool idea. And it makes me wonder, why does he want to go back there? What's there? Because she's not doing this because, at least in my mind, she's not doing this because it's a good idea and she thinks she can contain him there. She knows it failed. She read the books. She knows that it failed. So why does he want to go back there? What's mm. what's he looking for? And what does that mean for the franchise? Um, I'm really, really cool with this. Like Everything about this is is neat. So I'm actually looking forward to it. What about you, Liz? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I agree with you that Diablo 4 has some outstanding environmental design, and I cannot wait to see it turned on new environments. I will say in the concept art they showed off in the Diablo 4 panel, there was an image of Nerel or an image labeled Nerel in the uh, press kit, and it it does not look good. She's like, oh, it's it's bad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to the point where I hadn't even realized that this was supposed to be a picture of Narelle because it's like we all remember that spunky kid that followed us around and, you know, wore bright colors everywhere. And this picture is like grayscale with like black dripping from her eyes. Uh, and it's hmm, yeah, it's a few months hanging out with Mephisto. We'll do that to anyone, I imagine. And uh, in the book of Lorath kind of follows Lorath as he is following Nerel. And you can already see in there that bad things happen when Nerel shows up. So I cannot imagine that Nerel going to Trevenkel oh. is going to be good. It's going to bad, bad things are already happening and it's going to get worse. Intra- hmm. Sorry, interestingly enough, in the photo of Nero, I went and looked at the one you were talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you see the similarities between it and Lilith? There are some. Hmm. The ashen skin, the black streaks coming out of the eyes, which Lilith definitely had. 
uh, where yeah. like the like it wasn't just heavy mascara; it was like almost like yeah. blood dripping down. Very, 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 very similar. I think that's I think that's very interesting. Yes, and of course, you know, they published yeah about a dozen pieces of concept art, and you know, they have some of them have that typical kind of dark drab Diablo style. But, you know, you do see bright colors of the jungle in there, except for the art of Mephisto and Nerel, both of which are completely grayscale. So I, I, we're, we're settling in for a dark story where I don't think anyone is going to come out the victor because nope. no one, no one ever does when fighting a primeval. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Okay. Um, then let's talk about something else we found out during this whole thing. Uh, there's going to be a new class in this expansion. Hmm. And if you've been holding out for any of the many possible class options from previous Diablo games, you can stop because <laughs> it is not going to be any of them. It's going to be a completely new class. Uh, I told, I joked about it being the bard during BlizzCon because you know, it's just something I do, but I don't think it's going to be the bard. I think it will be something that I'll be like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> but regardless, it's not going to be, um, if you've been waiting, holding out for witch doctors or demon hunters or Amazons or assassins, it's not going to be any of those. But it might have ties to one of them. It might have ties mm. to one of them. Uh, I think it's very likely to have ties uh, with the witch doctor for the very simple reason that we're going to Nahantu. It could also have some ties with the, uh, we, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, it could have ties with the uh, Sisterhood of the Sightless Eye. Yeah, or it could have ties with the you know paladins and crusaders mm -hmm. because we are going to the heart of the Zacharoon Church. Yep, um, and the place where it was corrupted. Has Diablo so, ever had? A, this is going to sound like a, and I, I can't think of it. Has Diablo ever had a priest class? Nope. No, I mean unless you count not, the paladin. not like yeah, that Pal paladin and crusader would be the closest thing. What 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 if we got ourselves a a Zacharoon priest like a cleric class where it's like. Because I remember OG Diablo one days, that was one of the classes mm -hmm. that was kicked around, right? Yeah, I could see it. I just hope it's more effective. So far, every sacrament priest we've ever seen is either evil or gets killed real fast. Yeah, but what if they go the, the, the way of the Arathi? We're going to talk about that, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And like, it's now holy cleansing fire of light and, and you know, their order. They know how to wield spirits. Uh, well, did we just run into like a, a, a pre an ex-priest of the Cathedral of Light? We did. So it's entirely possible that we could meet like an technically an ex Zacharoon priest mm -hmm. who's just all about, you know, burning demons now. Like I just 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 want to kill them all. We we have seen some ex some not ex Zacharoon priests, but we've seen some Zacharoon priests over in uh, uh I forget the zone, but they're like How hanging out our? helping No, not Hawazar. There are some priests in uh, that desert zone to the north. Oh, um I, I should know the name of this. I priest. know we're all we are all blanking at the same moment, and after the podcast the steps, is over, I'm going to be the like steps. the dry steps. Dry steps, yeah. I think uh, the dry step. Yeah, but there's a group of Zacharoon priests who are like helping refugees who have been uh, pushed out by cannibals, and they're like trying to make sure the orphans yeah. get fed, and they're trying to heal people who have drank who drank water tainted by demons. Who are you know they're they're trying to help, but this is not a world you can really help. There's also another option too, and this is something that Matt talked about a while ago. Uh, and we talked about the the witches of Hawazar and how like their area is sort of in this weird limboish place, and it's left on this lingering 
is it really part of this region? Is it really part of Sanctuary? And we know that they're kind of spread out throughout the world, at least lore-wise. Like, they're not the only ones there that can be considered in that sort of class. It could also be them popping up there. I mean, they could... The Hantu is to the south of Hawazar, uh-huh. but both are relatively similar in terms of them being jungly. Yep. So it, it's theoretically possible that there could be witches down there. I but mean, I mean, we know I'm just the witch the swamp, were, so yeah. I'm just saying the swamp could theoretically touch that as well, right? It could be. So th- there's a lot of options. It could be. It, speculation will be high until we get an announcement of what it is, which I don't suspect we're going to get probably until spring of next year. Yeah, I, I doubt we'll hear about anything more than lots of people going, is it this? Is it that? And he's like, no, it's, it's if it's in a previous blizzard game, the answer is no. And it's like, like, what, about, I- what about vampires? Well, no, we just <laughs> did those in Diablo Immortals. I so know it's not them either. It's like, I'm excited about this game, but we know very little. We know very little. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about concept art that we've seen. Oh, here. Yeah. This is a major point of discussion. Yeah. We just, again, it felt uh, kind of light for a BlizzCon announcement. It was exciting, but there was not not a whole lot that we're going on right now. Yeah, what we know is where it's going to be and that some new class will be introduced. That is basically it. We, we know why we're going there, but you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we could be aware of that we're not. Um, for one thing, does it at all answer the question of whether or not Lilith is still around? Like, did Lilith survive when we killed her? Um, my assumption is that she did, but you know, it would be interesting to find out. Will I we mean, find out any more about what Mephisto was planning? Hmm. Like, because because as Joe pointed out, this is it's quite possible that we will go through this entire expansion and not kill either Nayrel or Mephisto. Oh yeah, and they might both escape to be in the next expansion. We we really have no idea. That's this this is there's a ton that we don't know. Yeah, the interesting thing is it feels like we might actually have an expansion where or a game where Diablo is not even around. Like, At least not. I, I think they've said that if they do Diablo, they want it to be a big centerpiece. They want it to be like in previous games, Diablo has gotten beaten in the main game and then the expansion comes along and some other person basically ends up being the end boss. Yeah. And they want not to do that this time. But I mean, the, the other game thing is named Diablo. They want Diablo to be central. The other the other thing that they could do is now that the base game has like sort of laid it all out is. We know that there's going to be at least two expansions. There could possibly be more depending on the longevity of the game, right? They could do more or plan more based off of that. And they could, in theory, also work it in where each of the primevals gets an expansion to be the limelight. And it ends Maybe. and it ends in that big bang centerpiece of Diablo. Like they, they it's it's going to be real interesting to see what they plan to do with it. I'm I'm super curious. Like they, they've got my interest, at least as far as story goes. Let me ask this one question before we move on to other stuff that's going on in Diablo. Do you think they mean when they say never appeared in a, in a Diablo game, do they mean never appeared or just were never playable? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I have no idea. This is one where I'm just like, wow, I don't know because everything I think of has been inspired by previous Diablo classes. I'm like, I want to play at Amazon. Oh, wait, no. No, I'm not playing. Why well, I want to play an assassin? Oh, n- no. So I- but there's one class, technically speaking, it's a class that's existed. Uh, it's a class that got a lot of focus in the game it was in, uh, but it wasn't a player class. It was a follower class. Ah, I see where and, we're going. Yeah. And that's the Enchantress. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I was kidding. I, although the Enchantress, <laughs> and, the Enchantress could work. The Scoundrel is basically just the rogue. It's Scoundrel just is the just rogue. the rogue. Yep. But the Enchantress and the Templar are different takes on stuff we've seen in, in Diablo. Like the Enchantress is doing magic, but it's neither the sorceress's magic nor the wizard's magic. It's kind of like a lot more indirect and about stuff that isn't just doing maximum damage to things. It's about keeping the person up, you know, and, you know, debuffing the enemy. It could be a really good template for that priest that Joe was talking about because her order was directly serving an angel. Yeah. And the Templar, they've got such a whack backstory of like torture and purifying yourself through suffering and not even knowing who you were before. There's a lot there with Cormac and all that stuff. You could bring him back because they had him do voices. And I definitely would love to see the Templar. And I, I was, I'm wondering, do they mean that if you had a follower class, that that class is also out? I don't know the answer to that question. I wish I'd thought to ask it during BlizzCon. Um, I could add, add somebody who was there, ask it. But um, yeah, that's that's something that I really, I'm very interested in seeing. What do you guys think? Possible. We won't know. Liz? I'm, I I await information. I crave information. I want to know. That's that's yeah. all I got. Well, we can talk about this part. Um, it's November 7th as we're recording this. So patch 1.2.2 went live. So if you've missed taking demon hearts and sticking them in jewelry (laughs) congratulations it's back the malignant rings are back and they're back on the eternal realm as well as the seasonal realm you can get yourself a demon heart and jam it into a piece of jewelry right now uh that's go ahead you don't have to jam the demon heart into the jewelry yourself because it's already there there are five malignant rings one for each class with powers from previous uh from the season of malignant from those squishy demonic hearts so someone else has applied the squishy demonic heart to the ring and we don't know why or how but i mean what else are you gonna do with it (laughs) it's loot and that's basically all we do in diablo is we collect loot and then we put it on and it doesn't matter how gore smeared it is it's loot Uh exactly so yeah it's it is a revamp. It's not just taking the exact system from the season of the malignant and throwing it into the game. It is, I it was much more distilled. Uh, I think would be the right way to put it. It's, it's, it's more selective. As Liz pointed out, there's five rings and they have certain powers. Um, so yeah, that's, that's happening right now. Uh, that patch, they had a patch last week as well, which was just a general bug fix patch, I think. 
Uh, but it included a couple of things. You had training dummies are in the game now that you can uh, go and, you know, hit them in the face, figure out how your skills work. And also there's a reset all button for, I believe, your Paragon and Talent oh, points. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Live in the game. And they rolled <sighs> out this little this little patch right before BlizzCon. And now they've rolled out a second patch right after BlizzCon with, you know, a pretty serious new feature. These... uh. Unique rings are uh, pretty great. You will have to, you can only get them from Varshan on World Tier 3. So uh, you have to go back and kill the boss from Season of the Malignant in order to get your Malignant ring with these cool powers. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just shuddering at the idea of being able to reset all my Paragon tiles at once. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I didn't know something could feel that good. I I, I feel joy again for a, for a brief moment. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good. Um, but yeah, there's one more thing to mention, and it is that Diablo has decided that it they need a winter holiday too. Everybody else has like you know the the, the winter veil or whatever. I think it's winter veil and and wow and just called the winter ho- holiday or something in uh, Overwatch, isn't it? Is it called winter veil in Overwatch? I don't think it is. Joe, do you remember? Nope. Well, whatever it's called there, in Diablo 4, we're getting a winter holiday called Midwinter Blight. Uh, it's coming December 12th, I believe. And it's it's strange. I mean, they were describing it on the show, and I just I, I couldn't help but just kind of be going, okay. And they're talking about how it's got, they've got this you know giant totem that they're all like... It's not so much having a good time around as it is trying to placate winter. Like, please don't kill us, winter with your miserable cold and your heart, you know, kind of like Canadians are constantly begging winter not to kill them. <laughs> it's like that, except they're doing it with like these giant totems covered in skulls. I believe the exact phrase she used was festooned with skulls. And she's not kidding. It's like, it, it's, it's just, it, it's like the Diablo approach to any problem is how many skulls can be put in the area. <laughs> and and so this whole midwinter festival is going to involve skulls and a giant goat man called the uh, the red cloaked one or something, and I can't remember if it was red cloaked one or something else. But I remember they were making puns about him, like you know Rudy the red cloaked uh, nightmare, red cloaked nightmare. I think that was his name. Anyway, he's horrible and he murders people, and it's just you know it's a typical Diablo experience of horrible nightmare monsters trying to kill you, except it's also a holiday. <laughs> Which, which, you know, I mean, I mean, I've been to a couple of Black Friday sales. Uh, I see how you could get there. So, I don't know, Liz. You you had mentioned it to me at some point, like you were talking about it to me, and I that's what made it stick in my head. Uh, that that's what helped me remember to mention it. Uh, are you looking forward to this? Like, are you? Do you like the activities? Do you think it's an interesting? It's an interesting gameplay thing. What are you, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Midwinter? I mean, Joe, you can come in after if you want. We're we're in Diablo to slaughter demons and get loot. And this is a new environment in which to slaughter demons and get loot, except we're going to slaughter some red cloaked Krampus style demon. And uh, I mean, this is what we signed up for when we started playing Diablo. We're going to kill some demons. We're going to get some loot and then we're going to go home. It's all good. Joe. I have nothing of value to add. Okay. Then it's time. It's time at long last to start talking about world of Warcraft. Three announcements. Three. You don't do three announcements, Metton. What are you, a madman? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's I, that's clearly categorically true since he went on stage and announced three expansions. Yeah. So in case you're living under a rock, uh, 
So we've gotten information on the next three upcoming expansions for World of Warcraft uh, as part of what's called the World Soul Saga. Uh, in not we most of the information or is from, if you write the email and you use the wrong word the worldstone saga and everyone's like huh what what is rossi mm, talking about yeah, it's you skip diablo, there yeah diablo on the brain uh it's actually <laughs> so it's it's broken up into three parts uh so you have your the the most recent one or the one that's coming up first is the war within uh and that's when we obviously got the most information about uh then there was midnight uh, which is going to be coming after that. And then the last Titan, which will be the finale to the three expansion saga. Um, I've sort of taken a little bit of, of Matt's grandeur here. So I'll kick it back over to him. Uh, but it's supposed no, no, to be like, free, man. it's supposed to be like this huge grand storyline uh, that picks up on all the loose threads and, and audits and ends that we've had for, for many years. Uh, Matt and I talked a little bit about this on lore watch this week and, you know, you should absolutely listen to it if you haven't already. Um, where it's like, there's a lot of really interesting and odd threads that they're picking up on. And there's a lot of hidden meaning in some of the stuff that they, they're starting to bring into the, the, the forefront. Um, do you want me just to keep rolling through this, Matt? Cause I will. If you're interested in doing so, go for it, man. Yeah. Uh, one of the things we did know is that in the war within, since we're going to be going deep into the heart of Azeroth itself, into the subterranean worlds, uh, in sort of kind of, you know, going into caves because apparently that worked real well in Dragonflight, so we're going to keep doing it. Uh, mm. We are going to be picking up the Earthen as an allied race for Horde and Alliance. Uh, it looks like they can be a good smattering of classes, including Shaman, so I'm in- immediately inter- in- interested <laughs> in that, uh, which, which means, I'm depending on what their totems look like, my, I might be going from Dark Iron to, to Earthen. We'll see. Um but I think they there they can be all like the standard classes that I think a dwarf can. I don't think there's any any real big variance there. Um, we don't. Um, go ahead. I believe they can be every class except the ones that are currently uh, super race restricted. So they can't be evokers, uh, demon hunters, evokers, or oh, what's the third one? There's only one more they can't be druids. Yeah, I was gonna say druid. druid. They can't be druids. Uh, so I mean, that's a pretty good smattering. Um, but that's going to be interesting and, and we're going to, that's the only confirmed allied race that we're going to be getting out of them. Um, there is a new scenario like feature being introduced called delves, uh, which do you, do you any of you, either of you want to talk about delves? Cause I, all I know is that they are a scenario. That's really as far as I got with it. Cause there's too many other things we need to pay attention to. They remind me. Oh, this is going cool. They remind me a little of the Scaravaults, where you're they're open world content and you're gonna be wandering out in the world and uh you'll see some kind of unexplored places, or maybe there's some adventurers hanging out around outside a cave or an old tomb or something, and they'll be like, Hey, there's this place, we're not going to explore it by ourselves, it's really scary. And you know, you go in and explore this place and eventually find treasure or eventually die. I don't know. But, you look uh, crazy and or brave. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to go into this dark, creepy cave and bring out treasure for us. Hey, so but what's going sounds- on here, guys? Oh, we're, <laughs> we here we are at Howling Demons Eat Your Face Cave. And uh, we were kind of like going to go in because we've got this magic rock that opens the doors. But we're, we're going to wait for like a couple hundred more people. But if you want to take the rock and go in now, sure. Which is important. Uh, for, it's going to be important for another feature that they're adding. <laughs> when Ian has accosted us 
talked about it in the deep dive panel. He mentioned uh, one that might uh, you might go in with a candle to light your way, but you only have so much fuel for it. So as you go through, you'll eventually lose all of your light. So you need to explore with this like limited amount of light. And I ah, can, yes. uh, I, the shaman yeah. that can call upon the elements of fire. <laughs> but so they're going to be open world content and another you'll just wander into them and find them. Uh, and something that kind of plays into this is that they're changing the great vault to where there was there used to be a PVP track on the great vault. It's gone. Gone. And it will be replaced with a world track, which will include open world content and delves. So you can participate in some delves and you'll unlock things on in the Great Vault. So this uh, adds a whole new type of content to the Great Vault. So you can get that stuff without doing mythic dungeons, without raiding. You can do the kind of content you want. It's also, and it's also, also get these rewards. It's also something players have been asking for, which is, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing stuff in the world. Why isn't that in the vault? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's nice. Instead of waiting and, for the one every seven weeks that you get to do the world quest thing to get your, your bonus loot. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, we should and, point out, there's a, the way that delves work is that it is scales for like how many people you have in the group. And it goes from one to five. And it's completely uninterested in your spec. And, it doesn't and care the- if you're tanking or healing or what. In that way, it reminds me a little Torghast, right? It's yeah. kind of these uh, semi-random dungeons that scale, and it doesn't matter what spec or composition you come with. Actually, it reminds me a little bit more, and I don't know if either of you played, and uh, maybe not because it might not have been in your wheelhouse, the Warhammer Fantasy MMO. Uh, hmm. Warhammer Fantasy, their endgame was very, very big on public content and like public events is what they think they called them. Uh, and it was spec agnostic it just cared who was up there and like the number of people and it's something that a lot of games it was really really fun and a really cool idea that not a lot of uh games really borrowed um i think guild wars 2 does something like that occasionally um it's been a while long long while since i've done that i think uh elder scrolls online i think has something similar to like to that but it's cool to see something like that hitting wow and i'm surprised it took this long well, like the case of many things, WoW was eventually adopted. <laughs> they like to generally like poke with it a lot. Like if you look at Transmog, we get like Transmog, but we didn't give you everything. Okay, now here's a little bit more. Now here's a little bit more. When will they be satisfied, do you think? Oh, they're never going to be satisfied. We're just going to drip this out. Yeah. Uh, that kind of feels like how they are about this. Like As you guys have already been pointing out, you've been mentioning scenarios. You've been mentioning Torghast. You've been mentioning Zikara Vaults. So they've been trying different versions of this. Mm-hmm to see if they could get mm-hmm, one to mm-hmm. stick. And so I think this is the latest iteration. They love to iterate. This is the yeah. latest iteration of that concept. I want to see what it does. Cause as Liz pointed out, the fact that this is now a way to getting loot from the great vault means that, you know, if your player has absolutely no interest in group content, you can still get better gear now. Um, and that's an amazing thing. Uh, that that's something that, you know, maybe you'll decide you want to try some group content and now you'll actually have the gear for it. Uh, so yeah, there, there's there's a lot to this, but we do actually have to talk about some other things. Um, we covered delves and the earthen warbound um, or warband. Yeah, the warband system is really fascinating. Uh, does, do either of you want to talk about it before I get in, going? Sure. Uh, it's leaning heavily into uh, players and their alt armies. 
so essentially the idea is it's an account-wide alt system that they're adding to the game uh, where the entire goal is to make alts easier and more fun to swap between. One of the things players really sort of have been complaining about the last couple expansions, and it's it's been a large group of of players, I think, for a while, is that the game really is geared towards it almost feels very difficult to have alts unless you're willing to put a lot more time in than you might be have or what you really want to. Um, and there really isn't anything in the game to sort of help with that, or at least what is there is very limited. This is sort of aimed directly at that. Um, so there's going to be things where you can share, you're going to get like a shared stash uh, where you can throw items that are going to be specifically war bound or war bound until equipped instead of soul bound. So that, all of your alts have the ability to basically pick it up. Think of it as almost like it's like account bound, but a little more specific. Um, it's going to have the ability. Sorry, go ahead. And it's a lot more like the Diablo system of Very stashes much. and alts where you just log in a character and your stash is there and it's, it's your stash. Yeah. yeah. And in Diablo, what you can do is literally, if you put you like, if your character has been using this legendary for a while and puts it in the bank, as long as your next character is the right level, they can start using it. it you know, there's also a shared uh, resource bank as well between all oh, yeah, of them. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Which is huge, 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 huge. Um, so instead of having to mail things back and forth like, oh, well, my mining and gathering or nerbing character has all this stuff. I guess I'll send it over to my other characters and swap over and do it. You just throw it in the bank and then you can just craft straight from the bank, which is one of the greatest things for professions I've ever heard. Yeah, in general, it's the war, the warband system as they're calling it, isn't really a system as such. And they said this at, at BlizzCon. Um, it's more like just changes to just about how everything functions to make it not better, or they don't want to make it preferential to play with a bunch of alts. They just don't want to make it a penalty either. They want it to be an option and one that doesn't um, automatically... I think we all remember... Uh, the people on this podcast, I mean, maybe not everyone in the world, but I think we should all in the world remember this because it was that bad. Um, it was almost required to have like 10 alts in mm. Warlords because if you didn't have a bunch of alts, you couldn't maximize the gold generating potential of the, uh, I want to say summer home, but that's not the right word, garrison uh, of the garrison because the garrison was a money machine. Like if, if you set your garrison up properly, you could gather all the herbs and, and minerals that you needed. You could, you know, use the uh, various world, the, the various mini quests that your followers went on to generate massive chunks of gold. The thing would turn into a money machine very quickly, but only if you had like four or five or more alts to really focus on it. They don't want that. They don't want people to feel like I, in order to do end game properly, I must have at least six alts so that they, we can all be feeding gold to my one character. They also don't want it to feel like there's no point to having alts. It's just more work for you. So I think there's an, a balance that they're trying to strike. And I think it's interesting that this is the way they're going about it. I hope it works. I hope it's good for people who have alts because I, we haven't even talked about the best part of this, that reputations and renowns and all that stuff, you know, flight points are all just going to be discovered once one character discovers them. Once one character yeah, gets huge. gets a, a, a you know once one character gets to wrap up, the, all of them do. Once one character has found all the flight points, all of them have them. That's amazing. I think that's that is the biggest draw of this to me is that idea of I don't have to like you don't have to run 
over and over again doing the exact same quest you've already done to get this group to like your next character. You know, when when Joe, you know, Joe went off and, and saved the world and now Joe Jr. is like, why are these people being mean <laughs> to me? Don't they know my dad just saved the world? He was he's their friend. Look at he's talking to the leader of the of the of the Furball right now. Why won't the Furball just give me the 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 recipe I want? Why do I have to convince them to like me? I um, I do want to break in that this isn't just account wide reputation, but it will apply to new factions in the war within. Yep. They haven't they haven't confirmed if it's going backwards. It's definitely not going backwards immediately. It might in the future. And I hope it does. I hope it becomes full account wide reputation. So you yeah. never have to do grinds more than once. To use an example I think is pretty useful for this. Um imagine doing Shadowlands and instead of all the rigmarole you had to go through, you just if you got you know, exalted with the Kyrian, all your other characters would have it. Boom, done. None of this I have to now switch so I can get the Kyrian transbox set. No. It's a huge quality of life improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we haven't mentioned hero talents yet, right? No, we have not. We have not, and that's like the most exciting feature in the expansion. Yeah, well, we've got like four minutes, five minutes, I think. So Liz, go. Hero talents, hero specializations are, they're basically... You know, hero classes in the game. They are a short set of talents you can gain at end game. While you play through the War Within, you'll be getting one hero talent point every level to uh, put into. Right now, it looks like they're all going to be passive talents. They're a little concerned about button bloat and they don't want to overwhelm us. So it looks like they're passive things that are going to help you customize and enhance your gameplay. For example, Shaman can be Farseers. That sounds pretty cool, right? Joe, mm-hmm. cool? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm Hunters gonna, can be... I'm going to stop right now. I want to oh. read all of them out so everybody gets to okay. idea of all the names. So here we go. They I'll try really cool. some, of the, some of these may sound familiar to people that have been playing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Death Knight, Rider of the Apocalypse, San Lane, Deathbringer, Demon Hunter, Aldrachi Reaver, Fell Scarred, Druid, Keeper of the Grove, Elune's Chosen, Windstalker, Druid of the Claw, Evoker, Chrono Warden, Ruby Adept, Scale Commander, Hunter, Sentinel, Pack Leader, Dark Ranger, Mage, Sun Fury, Frostfire, Spell Singer. I, I just really love these names. Um, Monk, Master of Harmony, Shadowpan, Conduit of the Celestials. I was gonna say right now, if the Shadowpan lecture me constantly on imbalance, I'm gonna be mad at him. Uh, Paladin, Lightsmith, Herald of the Sun. Templar. I I am dying to know what Herald of the Sun is. It sounds like it's going to be Torin related, right? Right, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Or praise or just praising the sun. Yeah. Uh priest, world void weaver, oracle, and archon. A little vague on that one, but not too bad. Rogue, death stalker, trickster, and fatebound. Those are all real interesting and fatebound touches back on legion. Uh shaman, stormbringer. Uh so congratulations on being Elric Sword, Joe. Uh farseer and totemic, I, I, I'm curious. That's the totemic. one that's that's the one that I'm I'm really curious because that's a weird name. Yeah, warlocks, soul harvester, hell caller, and diabolist, and warriors, big guy, stabby guy, other <laughs> big guy. Sorry, but their names are actually Colossus Slayer and Mountain Thane. Mountain Thane's cool, and Colossus is cool, and Slayer is cool, but they're all kind of generic, and they all kind of sound like 80s slash 90s thrash bands. Um, so yeah, 
I don't know. I, I kind of wish the Slayer was just the Barbarian. Just call it a Barbarian. Just just do it. Just bite the bullet. Put put Barbarians in WoW. Just do it. But anyway, those are the that's every one of them. You'll notice that Druids get four. Because they have four specs. Demon Hunters get two. Everybody else gets three. Um, and Liz, Liz or Joe? Liz, Liz said Anne. I, so Liz. I, want to, I want to add that you can't just go in and pick any of these. Well, except Demon Hunters. They can pick either of them. Uh, each each of these uh, hero specs is available to two specs. So we don't know what all of those are, but like Keeper of the Grove. Oh, man. Am I remembering this right? I want to say that one is... I can no, do the warrior it's... ones off the top of my head if you want me to do those. Go. Go. The uh, warrior gets the three, as, as we've already mentioned. A prot warrior can have Colossus or Mountain Thane. A fury warrior can have Slayer or Colossus. A arms warrior can have Colossus or Slayer. I usually think it might be Mountain Thane and Slayer. But that way, there's like a triangle, and each yeah. of the specs gets two of the points on the triangle. The ones that are closer to them. So yeah. So it's... so you'll be able to play like I can play a holy paladin, and maybe I'm a holy paladin who's also a herald of the sun. I don't know 100 percent that that's going to be available to holy paladin, but yeah, I, but you're just I, yeah, I'm, just for now. I'm guessing. Um, and and I would play different uh, than a holy paladin who's a lightsmith. Lightsmith also sounds cool. Yeah, I think and I want to be for a that matter. If the prot warrior got, say, Templar and Lightsmith, a prot warrior Lightsmith would be different than you, a holy paladin Lightsmith. And, you know, all of that's the same kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, it lets you, it's going to let you hone in your class on different directions. It's like this ultimate class fantasy of like hunters being dark rangers. That's so cool. We've been hearing about dark rangers for a long time now, and the idea that you can make your character specialize and be a dark ranger is just a cool idea inherently. So I'm, I'm super into this. I love customization. We don't know what most of these abilities are going to be, but mm-hmm. it sounds awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm into it. I'm super into it. Yeah. I pointed out that these are, a lot of these are names that were thrown around at one point in time when we were talking about uh hero class ideas way back. Like, I think it was like the very first BlizzCon. Like, Oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was. I, you you made me remember that. But yeah. also, uh, I'm I'm dumb enough that I leave tabs open for no reason. So I left the tab with this open uh, on from our site, Blizzard Watch. Um, so I can tell you that for Paladins, Lightsmith is holy in protection. No, Herald of the Sun is holy in retribution, and Templar is retribution no, protection. That's, that's, These are that's, theories. That's a guess. Yeah, Those are speculation. Guesses. Yeah, but I like that breakdown. I think it makes sense, especially Herald of the Sun as Holy and Retribution. That that makes a lot of sense to me. At any rate, uh, these are really cool. I'm just I've gotten nothing it, negative to say about this so far. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for these since we didn't get Path of the Titans. Well, plus, it, you remember like a while back we were talking about like almost transmog or allied classes, mm-hmm. where like you'd still be a warrior, but you changed your stuff up so that it would look different. Yep. This feels like actually going a step further and you, you're actually getting to change your stuff. Like you get to be, you know, I'm still a warrior, but I'm a Colossus. So that means that my abilities are all involved being turning into metal and talking to Wolverine all the time. I just, that's the only Colossus I could think of right now, but you guys know. Yeah. Uh, But like, I just think that's really, really cool. 
I, my only problem with this is that there's a lot of ones that I think should be on here that aren't. And that's just me wanting more always. Cause, cause you know, it's wow. Like, like Liz, you, you talk about transmog is transmog ever done. I hope not. Yeah, I know. Of course. So, I mean, I'm going to throw this because we're, we are, Getting close to being out of time. Well, we can we can we can talk. We 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 should probably also make time to talk about classic as well. Yeah, I go. Oh, yeah, definitely. I do want to mention this before we do move on, though. I want to hear from each of you one um, of these hero classes that isn't here that you thought would be here or would like to see. Uh, I'm going to start with Liz. Um, like, hey, okay, I'm thinking the the blood elf uh, guys with big shields. They have a spellbreakers. Spellbreakers. I was like, that was my immediate thought on reading this. It's like, okay, why don't we have a paladin class that's really specialized on, you know, the spellbreaker thing and magical defense? That would be kind of a cool, cool idea. Joe? Chronomancer. And we kind of do, though. Not really. We do. Like, we have mages that use it, but we haven't had, don't have anybody that specializes entirely in time. I if the Evoker has it. Evoker has some. Chrono Warden. That's one of the classes of Volker's guys. That's yeah. one of the hero classes. We'll see, but I think that that's going to be that's going to be your chronomancer. It's going to be the Evoker. Yeah. Uh, also, me, because Liz, Liz stole mine, so I couldn't really say it. Yeah, I know. Sorry. She stole mine too. I was like, ah, she got mine. Uh, I'm I'm going to say straight up. Then I'm going to talk about the fact that we've already said that I want barbarian. But for all I know, the Slayer is basically barbarian. All right. Wow, classic. Let's talk about that. Oh my god, so much. This is actually. In my opinion, WoW Classic is getting two of the biggest things WoW Classic has ever got. And I'm going to throw out, first one is the last one, technically. Uh, this one's coming this month. Um, I think it's on the 30th. November wow. 30th, yes. WoW Classic's Season of Discovery, which is out there, man. This is We've been talking about it for a while, that they stopped doing those cool season servers. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, when were you going to do that again? And they've decided, well, we're, we're going to do that again on November 30th. But this time, it's it's way past what they were doing before, where they were just like, yeah, you'll go back and you'll do um, you know, World of Warcraft all over again. Now it's like, you'll do World of Warcraft all over again, except this time when you hit level 25, that will be a level cap, and you'll re- start doing 10-man raids in, in uh, Black Fathom Deeps. And there's mysteries all over the world that you have to find in order to get your level to get new class abilities. And this is just nuts. And I really think and, this is the best idea they've ever had. And the new class abilities aren't just like, oh, rogues get a new way to stab things. Oh, mages get a new way to set things on fire. It's like, oh, no, rogues can tank and mages can heal now. So you can collect these runes throughout the world, randomly placed all over everywhere that give you crazy new selections of abilities that could completely change how you play, completely change what your class even is. It's mm-hmm. nuts. I love yeah. it. The idea, I mean, there are some warlocks who are literally like just foaming at the mouth at the idea of finally getting to be tanks. Well, going yeah. back to being tanks again, let's not forget that an SSC <laughs> an SSC and, uh, and when we were in AQ, they were tanks. Yeah, but they only get the tank on one or two fights. I know that's that's know. not fair. I, I I've always felt like I felt really bad for warlocks because they got two fights in in Burning Crusade that were specifically you know tanked by them. Although Gruul's Lair, the Council was kind of tanked by a lot of different people. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you know, mages did a lot of tanking in that one too. I just, it is such an interesting idea to like just completely change up the way World of Warcraft works. And one of the ways they're doing it is by making it tear out like. Can you imagine hitting level 25 and stopping? 
And just that's, that's max level. Like, wow, that's messes with my head. Every time I think about it, <laughs> uh, you, I'm honestly thinking I might play this. I'm, I'm thinking the same, but I don't know what I'd play. It's everything is I, so different. Yeah. I, this actually, this actually got me interested in potentially installing classic after me, however long saying, yeah, I don't really feel the need to do this. Yeah, because it's not what you played at all. Exactly. It's not even uh-huh. trying to be it's, what you played. It's what I've been begging for for years. Yes. This yeah. kind of is the classic plus that some people have been asking for. It's WoW classic, but reimagined with new gameplay. Yeah, yeah. And since we've said that, and, and now we have to talk about the other thing they're doing, which is they're finally doing it. They're finally bringing you Cataclysm Classic. The thing half of you went to WoW Classic to escape. It's now back in pocket. Yeah, that I'm not excited about. <laughs> I'm interested because they've come right out and said it's not going to be like Cataclysm. Was. Yeah, but well, okay, but what does that even mean, right? Like, I don't yeah, know. They, I don't know. We've we've gotten very few details about how it will be different from the original Cataclysm. We know Transmog will be in from the beginning. We know there's some quality of life improvements coming. We know leveling will be faster, but they haven't given us any concrete details on like, okay, how is this going to feel different from Cataclysm? Yeah, because let's... They let, haven't... Sorry, go ahead. Like, will... I just don't know. I don't know. This does not excite the, me at all. The fundamental thing about Cataclysm that made Cataclysm a breaking point in the game, like such a pivotal, like divergent point for players, had nothing to do with the systems and everything to do with the world was broken. Like everything had shifted and changed. It's actually a lot of reasons why Classic WoW mm. existed in the first place. So as Cataclysm happened and players weren't happy, they wanted to go back to the world that they knew and private servers started popping back up. Now, if they start telling a different story, and this is something that Matt and I like pie in the sky like did a while ago. I always talked about the idea that I would like to see Classic go in an alternate timeline route mm-hmm. where instead of having a pair of like instead of eventually moving up to where it is developed to be the same game that we already have in retail or had in retail at various points of, of expansion history instead do their own thing. Now, if this cataclysm is completely different, like, which I don't know that it would be, but I don't I think no- it's going to be a different story. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I don't they think it'd be a different story either, at all. but like I would have loved to have seen this as an opportunity to go in different story direction, which I don't think will ever happen, but it would have been nice. I think it's there. The level of development is not something that they want to do. Um, I just, I think that they realize that that would be a ton of work because um, they've done, they've been developing expansions for a long time now. So they know they're a lot of work. So doing a completely new one, instead of adapting an old one, that's, and also here's the other thing that I've been thinking when I think about this, since they going to have their seasons of discovery and they're going to have their wow classic just straight up. What is it? What are they calling it now? Classic era. Now I believe mm-hmm. they call it. they're going to have that. And then probably going to have the, 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 the wrath servers, wrath classic. They servers. are not, they are not, there are no wrath classic servers planned. No, right no that's now. my it's, point that they're yeah. going to get taken you off. Can, they're they're going to yeah. be the, the cataclysm one. You're going to play classic era servers, which are only vanilla content. You're going to play, Cataclysm classic servers, which are remake Azeroth into Cataclysm. The cataclysm, yeah. And uh, your season of Discovery servers. Mm-hmm. Which are going to be this very interestingly strange, twisted version of the original servers. And 
if you're going to get the thing Joe's talking about, this is the path to it mm-hmm. because it's, it's such a different experience. Even if it's not a different storyline, I think that's the kind of way that they're going to branch off. But I, I don't, I am interested in cataclysm classic. I, I, I am. I'm not interested enough to play it, but I do find <laughs> it amusing and interesting. Cause, cause like I said, like you've all said, like everybody said the whole reason, half of the reason that, that wrath classic, that world of Warcraft classic exists is the cataclysm. Mm-hmm. This is like, I can honestly, to me, it almost feels like, like, you know, if you've, if you ran away from a serial killer, changed your name and moved to a new town. And then one day there's a knock on the door and there's death wing going, hi, <laughs> I'm back. And they're like, ah, you know, it's like, seriously, that guy ruined the game for me last time. You know? So, I mean, for me, it didn't, I liked cataclysm, but for a lot of people it did. And, and it's just interesting to see them are trying to make it, but we we all know they were going to do something. Cause oh. I mean, Liz, as you pointed out hundreds of times, they, this Wrath, Wrath Classic and WoW Classic in general was just such a gift to them. Yeah. It was so popular. popular. Yeah. I was waiting. Oh. Ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is wildly popular. And I think, at least the thing I was thinking going into BlizzCon, I was, what are they going to do? Are they actually going to do a Cataclysm Classic? Are they actually going to do a Classic Plus with new content? And they came out and did both. They came out with Cataclysm Classic. And they also came out with Season of Discovery, which is kind of a version of Classic Plus. It doesn't yeah. go into new story like Joe wants, but it does go into vastly new gameplay and remixed zones and raids that I think is going to be super interesting. It's yeah. going to be a Warcraft we've never played before, and that's really exciting. Yeah, if you can't alternate the story, then alternating the gameplay is an interesting way to go. Um, and I think they could alternate the story, but I just don't know if they will. Uh, it just doesn't feel like... It doesn't feel like something they're going to do because I can just imagine somebody on some team somewhere going, look, if we're doing new story, it should be for this new thing we're doing. The world's the, the world souls thing, which we, we can't be going back and also doing expansions for like a 12 year old game. Uh, and, and I get that, but I would still kind of like it, but I think that's, that's it for the show guys. I think we we did it. We got through this email. We got through this terrifyingly huge email. Oh, that, there's that so I, much, so yeah. much going on. We actually managed to get to all, like, to almost all the games. We even got to like Hearthstone. We got to Warcraft Rumble. I, I am proud of us right now. We did good. Uh, Joe, do you mind? Not at all. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions of Patreon.com/slash/BlizzardWatch. Your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. Better chance at having your question answered on our podcast for the queue and an ads free site experience. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you to both Joe and Liz for uh, really an engaging pre-show. I hope you guys are subscribed so you get to hear it because it was actually a lot of fun and a lot of interesting ideas were bounced back between the three of us. Uh, mostly those two while I was trying to sneak these Reese's piece, these Reese's cups in my mouth because I have a bunch of Reese's cups in them. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really fun. Uh, we're going to possibly, uh, we're trying to get it together for a, a second Pathfinder show uh, this month. You know, cross your fingers, knock on wood, uh, you know, talk to Cthulhu if you know him. Uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if it happens. Uh, I really hope it does because I love running it and these guys are amazing, to, uh, amazing players and it's always fun to watch them. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Uh, this is the end of our BlizzCon coverage, hopefully, unless they do another BlizzCon mm. this week. And like, what? Good. No, I'm too yeah. tired. Yeah, no exactly. more BlizzCon. No, no wait, BlizzCons. We gotta wait. We gotta wait here. 
But thank you guys very much for being here with us. Uh, This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next week.